I'm so glad you've taken time out of your day to join me on The Clark Howard Show. You know, this show is all about empowering you with knowledge so you can take more control of your life. And there are times that life, you know, our lives feel a bit out of control, and I want to help you get that mojo back and get that control back. You know, Clark.com is our main website, and ClarkDeals.com, what a great fun way to save money on stuff, because our Clark Deals people work hard, our deal diggers, to see that they can get you the best bargains. And coming up later this hour, I want to address something. You know, there's been a lot of talk about 401ks going away. And the truth is, for most people, you don't even have access to a 401k anyway. What's a strategy for you to build a more secure financial future? I want to talk about that just later this hour. So... There's something I've been sitting on for a few days because I've been trying to noodle how to talk about this without, well, making you feel unsettled, like I was just talking about a minute ago. There is a report out that there's a major vulnerability that has been discovered in how Wi-Fi works when you're out and about even potentially at your home or at work, but I'm much more concerned about vulnerabilities when you're out and about because most of us, when we go to place, you know, coffee shop, sandwich shop, hotel, wherever, we're popping on Wi-Fi. And we're just hoping that that Wi-Fi is safe and secure. But regardless of the vulnerability that the researchers found, they found this in Europe, but it applies worldwide, that the vulnerability allows people to snoop on whatever you're up to. And that's just another layer to the problems with public Wi-Fi. One of the greatest is that people will, at a public Wi-Fi place, will set up a network naming it the name of whatever business you're at, and they will then, people will sign onto the network, and then the perpetrator will be able to steal all your pertinent information that can be used to commit typically financial crimes. They're able to do so pretty easily. And I'm not telling you this stuff to give you something else to worry about, because And this is why I waited a few days. I wanted to think through, how do I give you a way to deal with this? Okay, so we have now access to a variety of very affordable plans for unlimited data on your cell phone. Let your cell phone be your safe zone when you're out and about. I'm fortunate with my cell phone provider that with my unlimited data comes unlimited hotspot. So if I have my laptop with me and I need to use it, I never connect. And this has been for a long time. I do not connect to public Wi-Fi. I use the hotspot in my cell phone 
to connect to my laptop and run it off of that. And many times, you know, our cell phones are basically very powerful computers. They're just smaller. And so a lot of times I just use my cell phone hooked up to the data plan of my cell phone and don't use Wi-Fi. Now, techies can have a lot of fun figuring out how to protect against the vulnerabilities. But for your home or for a small business, the best answer is when it comes time to update your Wi-Fi network, to go to one of the wireless mesh technologies like Eero, Google Wi-Fi, Luma, there are any of a number of them now, where the Wi-Fi is managed over the cloud, and the cloud provider is the one that makes sure the network is safe and secure, versus you with uh, Wi-Fi in your home being expected to do patches and updates or at a small business, who has the capability, who has the time, who has the knowledge, like we don't. So that's why relying on one of the mesh networks not only will vastly improve how Wi-Fi works at your home or small business, but it also will give you a better protected network. But away from your home, take this to heart, be very wary of using any public Wi-Fi. Craig is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Craig. Hello, Mr. Clark. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. But uh, I got about a 50% Clark stinks for you. I'm ready. Well, you mentioned a particular suitcase from a big box store that cost around $30. And... What it did is allowed you to use the suitcase as a personal item. The ch- we're talking about the chow bag, C-H-A-O, that chow was bag. sold at the Costco's. Yes. All right. And the dimensions of it, I thought, I don't know if you're going to tell me they're not, were okay to use on the three hard disk counters and on American and United on their basic economies as a uh, personal item that would not be charged as a carry-on. Yes, and that's kind of why I was calling. I was trying to confirm which airlines actually accepted it as a personal item. But where the stink spark comes in is the person that you go through that checks your boarding pass before you get to security when they see the bag and they see my ticket says basic economy on it, they start freaking out and they need me to go put it in the sizing apparatus. They have to call the floor manager because they claim that since it has wheels on it, that it is not a personal item, even though it meets the requirements. So is this American or United that told you that? This one was United. That was the most recent one. All right. So there is nothing in any rule I've seen for United and Americans bait and switch fare, also known as basic economy, that says that a personal item 
is outlawed if it has any wheels, that the requirement is supposed to be that it can fit under the seat in front of you and meets the maximum dimension requirements for flying on American or United. Right, and where the pain comes in is I always get through. I'm never rejected. I never have to check the bag or anything. But the fact that it takes 30 minutes to get past the first step because they got to go get the floor manager and then talk to the different airlines um, is, you know, it's hard. I mean, when you're at the airport, you got minimum amount of time trying to get through as quick as possible. But Well, you know, the whole thing with American and United is they put their employees in an impossible position at these two airlines because the employees are just trying to do their job and the airline wants to do a gotcha on every passenger they possibly can and charge every possible penalty fee they can. Because you know with United and American, if you got to the gate and they said, no, that's not a personal item, that they not only charge you for it, but they also charge you a massive penalty on top of it. And the penalty and the fee can end up exceeding what the cost of your airline ticket was. And that's at the gate, right before you're about to hop on the plane. Exactly. So I, I can tell you miss my suggestion. What I recommend with the American and United basic economy, because they are using it as a way to go to war with passengers, is that what you do is you always have with you a plastic trash bag that okay. you just have you know, in your suitcase, in your little personal item, and if they reject it, you paid $29 for that personal item carrier at Costco. You abandon the $29 item and put your items in the trash bag, and the trash bag will absolutely make it as a personal item, and you will not get hit with the fee. Okay. That's good advice. So, I mean, how crazy is it I'm having to give advice like that, though? Now, do you know I have I have one of the jackets that has all the pockets in it? Okay, the big trench coat? Yeah. So I, when I'm flying American or United, I always wear that jacket if it's a, a moderately cold to cold time of year. So if I ever have a problem with them with the baggage stuff, I can just stuff all the pockets because there's no rule yet against your jacket counting as an item. Has it really come to that? When you have a question for me on the Clark Howard Show, go to clark.com slash ask. Ron wrote in, Clark, he said, I recently posted my motorcycle for sale on Craigslist. Now I'm getting phone calls from a company that says they will sell it at top dollar, guaranteed. I was wondering if this is legit. It is not. Don't believe at all. When somebody on Craigslist says personal item you're selling, especially any kind of transportation, a boat, a scooter, a motorcycle, when they tell you that they're going to be able to sell it for top dollar, you are one second away from getting scammed. All right. And Paul says, I'm trying to build credit for my 18-year-old daughter. She's a freshman at college. She has a debit card with a small limit. I'd like to know the best way and credit card to proceed. I'm willing to give her a card on my account if it can help her build credit. She's super responsible and I understand the risks. Yeah, that is the right thing to do, to add her as an authorized user. Since you trust her so much, if the issuer will allow you to add her as a co-owner, that would be even better. 
as far as establishing credit. And I encourage parents to be very cautious with this because in your case, you know your teenager is absolutely responsible with money. A lot of times, they'll let us down a little on that. All right. And Tony says, I'm hearing a lot about title lock products right now. I recently sold a house and I bought a condo and I've been the victim of identity theft. So I want to do all I can to protect myself. Do you have recommendations about those home title lock products? Yes. And this came up on a call on our show a couple of times. And we went to three real estate lawyers to get a sense about this. And we had a unanimous opinion that this was something you should not pay for, that even if you go with one of these supposed title lock things, that really it's more an alert service, and you won't know till after somebody may have tried to steal your home right out from under you. It does happen occasionally. It's a sensational kind of thing. It makes a great TV story, but it is rare enough, and you can't prevent against every possible problem that would happen in the world. And you would know just by getting weird mail at your house that about the home, who the owner is or whatever, you would know very quickly anyway that somebody's been up to mischief. Linda's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Linda. How are you? I'm well. How are you, Clark? Great. Thank you. You're trying to help your daughter. Tell me about that. I am. She had her divorce settlement finalized, and she is approximately $21,000. And then she's going to get $300 a month until the amount equals the equity she had if they had in their house. So... I wanted your opinion on where she should put the money. She doesn't have um, a retirement account. She doesn't have uh, Social Security benefits. She's never worked really full-time. And she doesn't have um, the potential for a high-profile income. What's she going to live on? She's going to live on... um, He's paying spousal support uh, in the amount of 1200 a month. All right, so she's living things pretty close to the edge, and I would want her to build up money for retirement, but I'm nervous about encouraging that a lot if what she's got, if all the money she has in the world is the 21000 plus the spousal support plus the 300 a month that'll go on for a while. Right. I think she needs some time to see how she does managing her money before it would make sense to start talking about how she would fund retirement. You know, her life's been... How long a marriage was she in? 25 years. 25-year marriage. Uh, There's a lot of dislocation she's going through. She's got to get used to living a whole new life. And I can't believe that all I ever talk about is, you know, you got to save for retirement, save for retirement. In her case, that's not where the emphasis needs to be right now. Where, where would you say that she should invest it or put it? Well, for now, she doesn't know what it's going to cost her to live each month. And that 21000 that's her emergency fund. So for now, I know this is going to sound so lame, but I would put it in an online savings account, which will earn about 1.3%. What's an example of an online savings account? Uh, Ally Bank, um, Capital One Three Hundred and Sixty, okay. something like that. 
I mean, mm-hmm. you see them advertise those kind of institutions a lot on TV. And just opening an online savings account and stashing that 21000 would make sense for now. And when she's really settled and has figured out what her monthly costs are and all that, how she's living, then I'd love her to call me and we can talk about retirement. Glad you're here on the Clark Howard Show where we're all about you giving you advice and information you can put to work in your wallet each and every day so you can save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. Clark.com is our main website. Clarkdeals.com, our bargain site. And I want to talk about the whole idea of how do you build for the future. I just took that call a few minutes ago about a woman whose daughter is going through, has gone through a divorce and she's trying to figure out how she's going to pay for the future. There are so many different circumstances, so many different things involved with saving for the longer term for retirement, rest of your lifetime, whatever. And we're not given the easiest path to navigate to do that. We have the confusing series of initials and numbers of plans, you know, 401k, 403b, 457, 403a. Roth IRA, regular IRA, traditional this, that, or the other. And so it gets, it can be overwhelming. And then we've got this problem that more than half of people don't have access to an employer sponsored retirement plan. So, you know, if I were your emperor, I would do things quite differently. I would have a very simplified structure for saving for retirement, and this you'd hate, but I would make it mandatory that we save for retirement. And the reason I feel that way is that we're set set up for failure in the United States because we don't have pensions anymore. I mean, almost none of us have that. And life happens, and we're busy, and we've got priorities, and we may have kids or whatever, And so saving for retirement, generally, even though we know it's something that would be nice to do, nice to-dos don't get done for a lot of people. And there's a tendency to expect somehow that the government is going to pay for our retirement. And Social Security can be of some assistance, but that's all it can be. And when I saw recently that One estimate was nearly a third of people in retirement, the only thing they have to live on is Social Security. That's a very difficult path to have any kind of decent time in retirement if all you've got is Social Security. So, again, if I were your emperor, I would say that everyone would have to save for their entire working lifetime, wherever they work, a dime of every dollar they make that goes into your own controlled account. And for people who work for big employers with the 401ks and all that, fine. But I would also do something right now that would not require an emperor. Federal employees have 
the best retirement plan in the United States, something known as the TSP, the Thrift Savings Plan. The TSP has costs that even if a small employer offers a retirement plan, the TSP usually costs one-thirtieth in expenses per participant what it costs in a small employer-provided retirement plan. And I think that we should make it available for you if you work for an employer that doesn't offer a retirement plan to be able to participate in the thrift savings plan and be in something with very limited choices that are very easy to understand and be able to put money in. But these are just my ideas, and it doesn't get to the core, which is you saving money for retirement. If you're listening to me, you already are kind of graded on a curve because you're probably someone who's thinking, i got to get this going with my future. And that's why I put a special emphasis on easy ways for you to save for yourself. And I am the man from Roth. I love the Roth IRA. It's a very simple tool, easy way for you, if you don't have anything provided by an employer for you to save for retirement. A Roth is so streamlined, simplified, almost no paperwork, and with the advent of target retirement funds, you can, after I've talked about this, you in 10 minutes, if you have some money, you can set up a Roth IRA with one of my low-cost children that I have on my investment guide, one of my favorite children. You can set one up, set it up to put money in the target retirement fund closest to when you'd like to retire, put in enough to open the account, and then set up to add to it every month or every time you get paid, but set it up automatically so you get it done. Now, we have a a system that requires that all the action be done by you. Human nature says that most of us just aren't going to be able to get there. But you're not most people. And you can make a different choice. And with the Roth IRA, if you're contributing to it regularly and maybe the 5500 max is ridiculous is something you would try to do in your life now. But if you'll step up what you put into your Roth a little bit every six months, increase it just a little bit. Like I talk about with people with 401ks who say they can't save anything and I get them to start at 1% and then every six months step it up another percent. Think about that in little tiny steps. You build that habit and you increase what you save month by month. Mitch is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Mitch. Hey, Clark. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, Mitch. How can I serve you? Well, you were just talking about it. Um, I've currently... I'm enrolled in a Roth IRA for the last seven years, and I'm well, good for, for you. Thanks. What? Wait, stop for a second, Mitch. What motivated you seven years ago to say I'm going to do this for my future? Well, um, I actually had um, um, somebody inside my employer come by 
our station and actually talk to us about retirement. And, um, and at that point, I actually listened to your show, and I was kind of getting into retirement stuff and planning for the future, and I just decided instead of buying a new car, I would go ahead and start investing in my retirement. Fantastic. Great for you. And so now for seven years, you built this habit of building up money for your future. Yes, sir. Great. Yeah, I'm trying. No, but, you're uh, doing. So, you're doing. I know, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm happy, but now I'm like, I'm more educated now. So now I've looked into my current account and the fees are pretty high. So I'm looking. Okay, hit me with it. it. How high are they? Um, they're, they charge me up front. So every time I put in, let's say a hundred bucks, they charge me like 5.5%. Five was, uh, so it was a five and a half percent front end load. Yep. And so it's great. You're saving and you're putting money aside, but that five and a half front end load means that you will end up with a huge amount less money down the road by being in those fund choices instead of being in ones that don't have uh, commissions or loads. I know, right? I yeah. Just, I, <laughs> I, knew, I knew there was something going on with it because, you know, I kept asking the, the gentleman for fees and this and that, and he kept dancing around it. And I was, young, I was really young at the time, and I was just like, let's just get started, and I'll figure it out later. So, but again, I I, I'm not horrified by that because – you created a habit that you now have as part of your life, and now what you do is you just move that money. Now that you're in charge and you know what you need to do, you just move it to one of the low-cost companies, and you will have a dollar of every dollar you put in working for you instead of 94.5 cents of every dollar. Right, okay. And so you're allowed to move that money from the existing provider and you can even, because it's a Roth IRA, you can just ask for a check, and then within 60 days from when that check date, the date on that check, you redeposit in your low-cost Roth at one of the low-cost providers. Okay. And um, that was my next question. Now, I saw, I've seen on your website about the, the new robo-advising, and uh, that was on the same uh, page as the, um, you know, the Vanguard. Um, uh, let's see. Um, yeah, I've got Vanguard, table. Schwab, T. Rowe Price, and Fidelity for just doing the target retirement funds. Uh-huh. But you could go with something like Betterment or Wealthfront, someone like that, where you have the robo actually computing for you. With Schwab, you could go into their intelligent portfolios where they do a mix and match. But how old are you? Uh, 35. At 35, I think you're fine just going into a simple target retirement fund that's ultra-low cost. Perfect. So you're looking at, let's say, retirement for you would be like 2050? You're 2050? Okay. Okay. Am I guessing right? Well, it's kind of funny because I work for the fire department, so we're... We're 25 to 30 years, and then we retire. So, actually, I'll be retired at 49 if I go wow. 30 years. So, so go in uh, year 2035, then. But I can't pull that money out until I'm 59? Well, correct? actually, 
That is a good riddle, you asked me, because the way it works with a Roth is that your contributions, you don't have to wait till 59 and a half. Only oh. your earnings, you have to wait till after 59 and a half. Okay. So you could use it as an early retirement fund, but what would be better, since mm-hmm. you get to take such early retirement, is if you can manage to keep... Uh, taking care of yourself, you know, who knows, you might work part-time or something, you'll mm-hmm. have a pension, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you can live on that, you just let the Roth continue to grow tax-free. Okay. And I'm, I'm seeing right now that Schwab and Vanguard on their target funds are pretty much at equal, like almost no cost at all. Mm-hmm. And either of those would be a great choice if you just wanted to do that and do the target retirement funds. And I think this is a case where you've been paying really high costs, you'll go to tiny costs, I think that'll serve you really well. And Joel, do we have time to sneak in and ask Clark? We do, Clark. Gary reached out and he wants to know, can you discuss getting health care coverage through health share plans? So we're talking about the religious-based program? Exactly. Okay. So under the... The rules that govern health care as it exists right now, if you are part of a religious organization or you're eligible to buy into a, a religious pool, you can go into a cost share kind of thing. It's not underwritten like traditional insurance. The pool can run out of money. The pool can decide to ration money. And as a result, the premiums are far, far lower. The great risk in one of these uh, religious-based co-ops is that if you end up with a bad run of a lot of people with serious illnesses, the co-op will go broke. But in terms of the premiums, much lower. Kim is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Kim. Hi, Clark. How's it going? I'm doing well. So, Kim, you have a personal privacy question for me, don't you? Yes, I do. I have a question. My husband's company is self-insured, and one of the major insurance companies are really an administrator of our insurance. There's a third-party, I guess you call it, health management company that has asked all the employees to submit blood tests for labs of cholesterol, glucose, uh, triglycerides, and some other labs. Um, with the incentive of lowering the premium. Well, actually, they normally would not lower the premium. They would offer some kind of cash to your husband for participating. Okay. And also, I have to participate as well. I'm trying to figure out, will there be some future repercussions? Or my what a wonderful risk? question. All right. So first, let me tell you, under the law, even if it's a self-insured plan, they cannot require you to do these tests. They're doing these so they can get one or the other of you into a wellness program if the results show that you're at risk for some kind of uh, major ongoing expensive illness. You mentioned glucose. You know, they're concerned diabetes is very expensive for employers to pay for care for. So this is all about something that can be a win-win. If, if by doing the tests an employer figures out that you are at heightened risk for a heart attack or whatever else, 
that they may save your life. They're doing it to save themselves money. Okay. But it could be really good for you if they prevent something that could be really terrible. I mean, think about if they said, hey, you know, you're straight on a, a track to have blah, blah, blah happen to you. and But, you know, if you did these four things, you're going to reduce the chances you're going to have that. And so it is an invasion of your privacy. It is optional. They cannot require it. But at the same time, it could be life-saving. Okay. But if we ever leave this company, they still have our medical records. Is that correct? Right. And they are under strict privacy rules. They can have it. They can see anything from the results. But they can't share that with others. Okay. So the rules are really clear on that, about the privacy involved, that you have no right to privacy with your current employer, but you do have a right to privacy outside of the employer you're with. Okay. So this is is a tough one, because do you know uh, with the self-insured plan that your husband's employer knows every pill you ever take, every doctor visit you ever go on. They know everything. So this is just one little more bit of stuff they have, which is why I think that I would like it a whole lot better if health coverage was something our employers were not involved with. But that's what we got right now. So what do you think you'll do? I, he's already taking the test, and he keeps urging me to take it because um, he said they are going to take something off of his premium. Well, if it's going to save you money, they already have so much info. Your husband's done it. Maybe you jump in that pool, too. That, again, though, is your choice. This is the Clark Howard Show. Thanks for tuning in to the Clark Howard Show today. And if you're like me, you like deals. Well, we got our deal diggers hard at work at ClarkDeals.com that help you save money day in and day out. We work around the clock to find the best deals for your wallet, and they're on a variety of consumer items. Check out ClarkDeals.com.